All right, it's another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Golficity. Wild week at Augusta with Hideki Matsuyama making history. First male Jap- Japanese player to win a major. Um, we're going to make some picks for the RBC Heritage, our favorite uh, tournament over at Harbortown, besides the Travelers, of course. And we'll uh, finish it off with something in the clubhouse. So let's get into it. All right, so Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, going into Sunday, I saw I saw some tweets saying like, if if you're Hideki Matsuyama, would you take a 13 underscore just for to win the tournament? And I was like, absolutely. What did he have on everybody else? Um, I think he only ended up winning by one stroke. Yeah, I know, but what did he have on everybody else to start the day? Oh, uh, he was like at least four up. So yeah, I mean. Yeah, I would totally take that if I was him. I mean, the only I thing mean, eleven under won it. So I mean, yeah, the only thing the only thing the right about answer. that is it see like, especially the first nine holes. Like he played pretty boring golf. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it. Like he wasn't he wasn't going after birdies. He was just kind of like trying to keep it under control. Um, and then when we got near the end, it, it started to fall off a little bit. <laughs> so 15, 15, he puts it over. Yeah, I and mean, we're all yeah. like, "Oh, live bet Xander, <laughs> six yeah, to one." <laughs> well, that, yeah, that worked. <laughs> um, that didn't work at all. I mean, yeah, I'm, it, it all kind of fell apart. Like people kind of don't even mention it that like Masayama kind of choked down the stretch, but the thing Absolutely. is, everybody everybody else did. So um, he got a little lucky in that sense. But I mean, I mean, he even missed the what like four f- five foot birdie putt he or par putt he had on eighteen, and very low key took that winning putt super nonchalantly even though it was a tap in but like it was just like hey i don't know like it it was a little nonchalant for 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 my liking if i like was a hideki matsuyama better yeah maybe it was a little like reverse psychology like you know when you have those short putts and you go and you just tap it and it goes in like right away where i guess grind it you might miss it like high or something could see that (laughs) i mean let's talk about how how good this is for the world of golf um having a winner from japan the first ever winner from japan i mean I first think male winner no winner from japan. from japan um i mean golf's probably gonna boom in japan though you'd have to think who else um who who are some more japanese players on tour i'm trying to think um there's not a i don't think there's a ton because i know so we like we have a lot from like the asia pacific area i feel like but i don't, I can't think of many from japan i mean yeah there's not a lot of current golfers from japan at the moment that are like really good yeah so uh, yeah you're right i feel like because they were showing how big it this was for japan just beyond like us saying it is like they had the the announcers like uh the japanese announcers like uh kind of cutting to that occasionally um i thought that was pretty awesome <laughs> yeah it was interesting to hear them call it because like you can't really tell like the t- their t- their tone and like dialect is like different so like when when it goes in the water is when they like kind of set it and it's just like i don't know it was interesting to hear i mean i think i think like not understanding the language at all like 
I felt like I could completely understand what they were saying. Yeah, honestly, yes. Because, well, yeah, you knew exactly. It was like, that's the best part about it. Oh, no, Matsuyama went in the water. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I mean, that that was pretty cool. Matsuyama's kind of been close. I mean, obviously, his putting isn't great. But like like you said last week on the podcast, like any pro golfer, if they just get half the putter and they're good, their ball striking stays consistent. I mean they have a chance my last uh like pick that i was doing for the master's pool um was literally like i was like jackson to my roommate i was like should i do hideki matsuyama or cameron smith i just really can't decide he's like ah cameron smith and i'm just like yeah yeah cameron smith was like the the safe pick i mean yeah everybody thought he was gonna play well but i like it it wasn't one of those things where it's like oh shoulda woulda could it's like i i was it was down to those two for my last pick but uh I think I, I don't think I, I think I would have like come in second if that was the case. Um, I mean, just, I came in fourth. I had like all the I had everybody like second through except for Xander. I had like everybody second through five. Yeah. Which I mean, Will Torres was just like Loki picked by everybody. No, not actually. I think he was only picked by like like six people. But like it, it seemed like everybody because when we were checking the leaderboards, it was the six people that were ahead of us. Yeah. Well, we, we, we had him. I don't think Trevor did. Um, but the thing is, like, I, I've um, helped one of uh, our friends from home. Webb, like, came in second in his, in his pool at Clemson. That was worth $2,000. Would have won 1500 if he if he came in first. He won 300 in second. He gave me uh, $30 because I literally picked the lineup for him. Um, and, like, so many people in his pool had Zalatoris. And I was kind of surprised at that because, like, he's not, like, a very mainstream like I mean, guy yeah, and now, he, say now is, he is maybe a lot of people listen to the podcast like we've been on the will zalatoris train since oh. like, the corn like for like almost a, like the entirety of this podcast we ha- like for anybody that's listening that's somewhat new like even like the past like month two months like you wouldn't know or like a couple months you wouldn't know that we had the opportunity to have will zalatoris on the podcast in june or ju- like late june i think mm-hmm. Um, when he's on the corn ferry tour, but Trevor um, and I had a uh, Monday qualifier for the Connecticut Open and couldn't do it, so that was should have skipped. That was a miss. <laughs> yeah, that was a missed opportunity. He didn't make the cut. Uh, speaking of Trevor, Trevor is in concussion protocol right now, uh, yeah, he's, uh, so he won't be here this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened, but yeah, uh, maybe we'll find. He has out a concussion. Yeah, we'll find out more. But uh, yeah, that's that's the reason you haven't heard him yet. I'm sure you've noticed that. Uh, but still, more about Will Zalatoris, I'd say like you came into this tournament knowing it was going to be a ball strikers tournament, and right. the, the leaderboard really like it showed it, it showed that. I mean, it sucks that he like kind of in the final round, like he putted pretty well the first three days, and obviously that's why he got put in such a good position. The final round, he really didn't put that great. Um, and there was a couple of putts that you could go back to that he missed where if he made those putts, he might have been wearing the green jacket. I mean, yeah, because what he lost by one. Or yeah, two? ended up losing by one. It could have been a lot closer, yeah. but there was like points throughout the day where maybe on like 13 and 14 and 15. I'm like, well, if Will's out Taurus made like two or three more putts, he'd be in the lead right now or, or one back or tied yeah. the lead. And it's just. Like it sucks that he missed a couple of putts, and it it's almost like a what could have been. I mean, can you imagine if he won the Masters? That would have been so awesome. I mean, yeah, that would have been like I feel like everybody in the golf world, like Will Zalatoris, became mainstream this weekend um, 
because of like everybody comparing it. But I feel like any anybody who's blonde, they were just like, oh yeah, that that's who that who Will Zalatoris looks like. I mean, I mean, uh, happy the, the Happy Gilmore one is pretty good. Good, but I mean, like I literally, you, I don't know if you've seen this, but on his his um his wedge, his sixty degree wedge. Yeah, like um, I think he has engraved like "I'm your caddy, Mr. Gilmore," like engraved mm-hmm. to that. So that was obviously a thing, like before, uh, before this. Yeah, but I feel like to to a certain extent, like I saw one that somebody tried to post. I was like, okay, that's just a stretch. Like that's just, that guy's just blonde. I forget who it was, but um, yeah. But either way, like it's cool to see Will Zalatoris become like you know this big figure after. I mean, I think you've seen him rise through the ranks and like he's like so good. It kind of sucks for us. I feel like I feel it like does suck for I us. feel like if he just kept going like under the radar and like we just kept talking about him and talking about him, like this happened too quick. I feel this like this was his coming out party. I mean, yeah. here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Everybody in the golf world kind of knew like everybody in the golf world knew about him. If you're a fan of golf, you knew that Will Zalatoris was good. Right. But at the same time, if you're out of the golf world, kind of like you know, pardon my takes of the world. They love Will Zalatoris or not right right now. It's like okay, yeah, we don't stand a chance of getting Will Zalatoris on the pod versus Pardon My Take. Well, so he um I didn't I haven't checked recently, but like I checked on the Masters Day. So when we reached out to Will Zalatoris, I think he had about five thousand followers on Instagram, which is really not a he lot. He had like, like he had like two thousand. He, he had like twenty five hundred. He is up to over thirty five thousand followers right now. Oh, gee, he's at like. I, I saw like yesterday it was 72.3. Okay. Yeah. So he was up to 35,000 on masters Sunday and now he's up to like 110, 110. Okay. So he went up. Yeah. He went up a ton of followers in the past, like, <laughs> like week just from playing well at the masters, which is crazy. Feels bad. Feels bad. <laughs> uh, Cause I mean, like we had, we one had the thing DMs about him though is like, he is so skinny. Like, I I'm so, like, how does he hit the ball so far? Like, obviously he must be like Mr. Elastic man or something. Like, I mean, you've seen it in golf. You don't need to be a tank to hit the ball far. Like, I mean, it's just but, crazy. It's just crazy though, that he hits it. Like he's like top 10 in like driving distance on tour this year or something. Yeah. I mean like very different um, type of like analogy, but like Trevor, like on, on the podcast, skinny guy hits it farther than like farther than both of us consistently at least yeah i know i should it just is crazy that he like literally a twig and he's just hitting it so far um yeah. and like i mean we mentioned it last week when i had i think i had, had him top debutante so which yeah. was which was pretty much a lock um, and, and and trevor's canadian top top 10 um or top canadian Connors. for uh, yeah. cory connors yeah that was pretty easy too um i mean we said it last week um all about the approach game and his approach game is like near the top of the tour already and he's in his like first season now unreal the crazy he's thing is the crazy thing about woes out is even with a solo second finish at the masters and he finished like like very high in the u.s open like a while ago he still doesn't have full-time status on the pga tour and he isn't qualified for the FedEx Cup. And if he was qualified for the FedEx Cup, he would be in the top 10 right now. So anything he's done once, what, what, how, how will he obtain, he has obtain, to obtain status? Really? He has to win to obtain full-time status. I mean, obviously he'll, he'll be on the tour like next year and stuff. Cause like he's like exempt and stuff like that. And 
And he'll be on the tour for the rest of the, this year. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like, like, he will. Is be, he really like, like say he wins this week? Officially a full time, a full time J Tour player. Say he wins this week. Mm-hmm. Are all those points he would have racked up not a thing? Um, I think he would go into the Fags Cup as like how many points zero. He has. No, I think he goes in like fully, so he would be in the, oh. into the top ten. But like, okay, but still, he has to win. He'll, like the fact that he does, if he doesn't win this year and he doesn't get into the FedEx FedEx Cup and he'd be in the top like ten, top five, like that's a lot of money that you're missing out on. He'll win this year. I, I don't think he's one of those guys like like that isn't a, like a finisher. Like I don't think he. I mean, he did miss a lot of opportunities, but like that's the Masters. It's different. It's like a yeah, major very, tournament that was playing really, really hard. But I mean, he'll have another chance at, at Kiowa, which is in how like it's May twentieth through twenty third, which kind of sucks because I graduate on the twenty third, so I'm just like not going to be able to watch a lot of that tournament. Graduate the week before that. <laughs> yeah, that's clutch. Uh, but yeah, and then we we saw Colin Mark. I saw Colin Markawa yesterday at Kiowa for whatever reason because he's playing this weekend at Hilton Head uh, for like media day. Um, yeah, I mean. One thing we didn't really we didn't really talk about is Xander. Um, yeah, sixteenth hole was pretty much it for him. I mean, y- you said it. Fifteenth hole, we were like, "Oh wow, he's within two shots. Like we should live bet him." <laughs> so of course we both live bet him and uh, guess the guess the sixteen. And what happens next is kind of sucks. <laughs> That's just so like that was so disappointing. It was like right as soon as we did it, as we placed the bet, it was just like. Now, I don't know if I've ever seen, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever seen anyone go in the water on 16, at least on Sunday, like ever before. I didn't want to, I didn't want to tell you guys this, but I was, I was watching and I go, I go, well, I mean, water is not in play, but I mean, he could miss it right in three putt. Cause that's a tough putt. And then I mean, he, it, it obviously like there was wind and stuff and like my, he had, like he was hitting first, he had honors, which, which sucked because Matsuyama went next and he obviously clubbed up. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. Like he must've just got caught in the wind and he took a super aggressive line, but like on that hole, you hit it to the center of the green and on the Sunday pin, it's always going to roll back to the, to yeah. the, towards the pin. Like you got to hit it to the center of the green. Not, means like, if he can if he carries that a yard or two further, we're not talking about this. And he probably I mean, yeah, he probably, he probably forces yeah. a playoff at least. So but, I like, mean, I, uh, I don't know. Did he bogey seventeen or eighteen? I don't remember. I don't. I don't think so. But like he triple bogeyed that hole. That was the first time he's made a triple bogey in any major tournament, any round. A thousand and forty-two holes. It makes me wonder: Has he quadruple bogeyed? I. Probably or is it just not. like a triple? Play? I yeah, mean, that's Xander's crazy. always up there in the majors, so I would assume that he doesn't have any triples or quads on his on his card. So, I mean, that's just that you got to feel because he's always in it in these tournaments, and he got very close, and then that happened. So it's just another one of those things where yeah, Xander comes close, and it Which makes is- me wonder if he'll ever win a major. It is wild. I don't think there was any point in the day or the week where I said like, "Oh, Xander's going to come back and win." I feel like it was always like, "Oh, Will Zalatoris might win," or you know, someone else might win. But I don't think I don't think Xander was really that guy for me, even though he was in the final group. I had a feeling when I I said I said to my to my roommate uh, when Matsuyama was at minus or at three under and Matsuyama or and 
Rose was at seven under or eight under, I was like, don't sleep on Matsuyama to win this tournament because like he he was putting fine, he was scrambling, and he's obviously a ball striker. So it was like that's the perfect combination right, yeah. for him to win a tournament. Absolutely. I mean, and let's talk about Justin Rose for a second because he went seven under on the first day, and everybody's like, "Whoa, like, chill out, Justin." Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody else but... wasn't wasn't like even close to that. And then um, kind of sucked. Had, I was he like, had a four shot lead, and then the next three days, like, I think he just went even par or one over or something like altogether. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's good to see him playing well, but I mean, it's kind of he like, doesn't move what, the needle. It was kind of a what could have been. Now, I think, I don't know if you noticed this, but the driver he was using this week, M2, he was right? The M1. M1. Okay. Yeah. No, I know. I noticed that on like, on like Thursday. I was, I was watching and like nobody really, I feel like not a lot of people like are big equipment junkies, but I was like, I saw the M and I was like, I was like, and I saw kind of like a green or gold. Or I was like, I was like, is that like an M2? And I thought it was an M2, but I guess it was an M1. I mean, he's not contracted to anyone. I think he uses Mizuno irons, which is kind of sick. No. What? Doesn't he use Hanma? No, he he uh, he got rid of Hanma like a oh, year really? or two ago. Why yeah. did he just suck with it? Yeah, they gave him a, they gave him a bag. He was that, number though. one in the world, right? He got Hanma, like he signed with Hanma for a ton of money, right? And then like he stopped playing well. <laughs> so I I've mean, seen Hanma clubs like the really like the five thousand dollar ones in person, and I'm always just like, eh. yeah, like, exactly. But anyway, so he uses he was using an M1. He could use any driver he wants, and he decided to use an M1. So I the thought Brooks that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jordan Spieth, another solid week, but just didn't have enough. I don't know if you saw this. Being the bookie was tweeted on like on Sunday. It was like after he bogeyed the first hole, he's like he was like. That's why he'll never like, <laughs> um, like be the same golfer he was. I was like, he's second at the Masters. Yeah, I know. I mean, he he was a little bit in his head. I feel like you know, like when Jordan's not 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 in it, he or really not putting well. He kind of hangs his head a little bit and is kind yeah. of mad with himself. He's always been like that, though. He has always been like that, but like, I feel like on Sunday at the Masters, you can't. You can't be getting in your head like that. Yeah, because as we saw, like there's always a, f- a freaking chance. Like there, there, like you can't get down on yourself if you're at the, if you're at that top half of the leaderboard or not top half, like that top ten of the leaderboard, because anything could happen. Like Matsuyama, like choking down the stretch. You just you're never out of it. I feel like right now it's unfortunate for for someone like John Rom. John Ron had the round of the day on Sunday. I think he went six under, but it sucked. He was even par for the first three days of the week. He just didn't really pick it up until the last day. Mm-hmm. Now, I think John Rom has a Masters in him at some point because this, I mean, the course sets up so well to, towards his game. Um, if he started off a little bit hotter, um, we could have been talking about him as the potential winner. So, no, definitely. Um, it's good to see him play well, though, in the final round and definitely would keep an eye on him the next couple of Masters. Yeah, and then the last person I wanted to mention quickly was was uh, Brooks. Just like cool that he came out and did that, but like by no means should she have been playing golf. I mean, yeah, you won't you won't see him playing until probably the next major. So yeah, and then also Rory sucked. He's he's going through it right now. Yeah, I'd I'd 
I don't really know what's up with Rory. I mean, obviously the chasing distance and all that stuff. And I mean, I think he's very interested in changing his swing quite a bit recently, which mm. like, I feel like he shouldn't have tam- tampered with it in the first place. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but he'll be um, back. I mean, yeah, I, I have no doubt that when we first started this podcast was when he was like last, like really, really good. And he wasn't he like top five in like 10 straight tournaments or some crazy number like that. Yeah, when he's on, he's 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 the best in the world when he's on. I'll say that. I don't think anyone's yeah. better than him when he's completely on. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, that's I feel like week in, week out, like when he's on. He's on. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll see him get back to that at some point. I mean, it, obviously he's going through it soon. right now, like but, literally soon, but I think one tweak and he he's back in it. So we'll, why, we'll watch out for that. Why this time next year, he'll have like two, two more wins under his belt. Probably. I hope. Um, one more thing I actually did want to mention. I don't know if you did, you were on it this week, but the masters app unreal. Mm-hmm. Oh, such unreal. A I think it was run by like IBM or something like that. They show um, every single shot. Every shot completely free. Like, I don't think it buffered at all. Like once, like, no, it didn't. It didn't. It never buffered. Sometimes it, crazy. it had been updated before you even saw it on TV. I, yeah, that's, that's the next thing I was about to say. I think it is better than what was on TV. Like mm-hmm. literally the master's app, they had it figured out. I wish every app was like that. Like how like PGA tour app needs to be like that. PGA tour app is, so, is like, well, it's, it's, not, it's not bad. It's just like it's not, just not good. great. Yeah, it's, it's not I mean, bad. Like it's, it does the job, but. It, the does, it does the job for like does the job for the travelers championship yeah you i mean you don't need I, to I know. wanted to go but like for the masters app if i wanted to watch every shot from say joe long who i think he finished in last place you could i could i could have watched every single shot if i wanted to mm-hmm. which <clears> i i don't know i just think the masters app is on to something i feel like the game of golf needs that for everything but yeah. that's the future hopefully exactly and then our Monday hypothetical. I honestly thought we should have done this last week, but I'm glad we could still do it this week. Um, if you won the Masters, what would your champion's dinner be? This is probably the toughest Monday hypothetical that and we put out. I, I didn't even answer it. I couldn't. Yeah, I was going to say I thought about this um, when I saw it and I was like, oh, I should probably get this prepared for the podcast, but then I kind of forgot. But I mean, appetizers are are tough. I think I'm going. I think I'm going some burrata. Okay. Some burrata for an appetizer, but like with some like nice like garnishes, so it's like fancy for everybody. <laughs> I'm about to say like a, like the food that I like. Well, because I can't just think. I can't really, think of an appetizer off the top of my head. I feel like the food that I like doesn't really fit well towards like a fancy. Oh, it doesn't have to be fancy. I mean, I just think that, it doesn't have to be fancy. I just think the appetizer needs to be. But main main course, hmm. Off the top of my head, I want to say like some barbecue, like some like pulled pork sliders, or or like something like that, um, with a side of like mashed potatoes, mac and cheese, or French fries. <laughs> That'd I mean, be nice. Yeah, for that's kind of what I like. <laughs> yeah, dude, I love barbecue. And then dessert, I might have to go with some sort of Oreo like oreo dish but it'd be called cookies and cream because the, the master well, obviously would, yeah i don't Not know what it would it. be <laughs> but yeah i don't know I mean, what, what would what would you do 
appetizer, I'd probably go with something buffalo, maybe boneless buffalo wings, something along those lines. Just, you know, yeah, one, one of the favorites. Good oh, statement. Oreo cheesecake. I'd go Oreo cheesecake, <laughs> okay. but cookies and cream cheesecake. Cookies and cream. Yeah, you can't 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 brand it. Yeah. Um, for a meal. Now, meals tough. I could go a couple of different directions. I feel like since I went buffalo for the for the appetizer, I can't like just switch to like Italian for the meal, you know? Why so, not? You're the master's winner. I know, but it just doesn't, it doesn't, <laughs> it wouldn't make sense right. for you. It doesn't either, feel like, right. You yeah. wouldn't want that. I feel like either. Yeah. I mean, I feel like for the meal, it would have to be some kind of like fancy either burger or steak, something on those lines. I yeah. don't know which one, but something. And it would mm. be called something fancy, but sure. <laughs> um, and for dessert, dessert, I'd probably have to go with, uh, with like an ice cream sundae over a brownie with hot fudge. That would be fire. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, and once again, it would be called something. Yeah. You, I mean, honestly, like those, if, if I had time, if I had a year to think about it, I probably would come up with something much better than that. But that is straight off the top of my head right there. I mean, I, I wonder what Hideki Matsuyama is going to be. It's probably going to be pretty fire. I was going to say it'll be some like, like really like fancy, uh, like Japanese food. Like is, is sashimi Japanese? I don't know. Not that cultured, so. I don't know. <laughs> it's like raw, it's raw f- fish, but like basically yeah, it's like sushi. I mean, it's like sushi without the rice. Okay. I mean, it, it will definitely be different uh, for for all the people attending the the champions dinner. Um, you finally got something a little bit out there. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see what that'll be next year. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on from the Masters. I feel like bottom bottom line, really good Masters compared to November. Even though like you might Even not still run away with it a little bit. It's still yeah. the only thing I'll say like to wrap it up is like we we were spoiled the last couple of months months like we had the masters in november and then we had it again in april um and like you know i heard some people saying like oh i I, like didn't feel as special this time because like we just had the masters and i'm like i don't really agree i love the masters i think it was still the Masters. i also like Like, barely count i barely counted that last masters because i just didn't like it it was like it didn't play the same like as major teams like it just scores were lower i mean yeah i liked it a lot better um it was like a short field event at a at like an easy course last time in November. So look, look, let's run through a couple segments. We're doing who's hot, who's not. But really just who's not this week. Um, we're throwing in Carlos Ortiz. He's been cutting three of his last four after playing like super well right before that. Like really, really, really well. Yeah, I mean, didn't he win a tournament? Did he win the, was it Houston? No. No, Did he not win? Uh, Yeah, he finished uh, T4. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He won the Houston Houston Open in November, but he came T4. He did win the Houston Open. That's what I was thinking. But that was a while ago. That was a while ago. Um, But like, yeah, he had a good stretch of like T4, T15 in there, T29, T14. Um, So T8. And yeah, he won at the Houston Open, but just isn't it doesn't got it right now. I don't know. Hopefully, we jinx him into playing well again. Who was our Who was our Who's not last week? It was Fino. No, Fino. Yeah, he played well this week, and then he played well. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're really good <laughs> at works. that. Yeah. If you guys have any like suggestions on one of your favorite players who's not doing well, like we'll we'll put, throw him in who's not and jinx him into playing well. Because like, didn't we say Joel Damon wasn't at one point and he just? Oh uh, yeah, and he won. Like, yeah. 
and then uh who else did we have ricky fowler like played well the one week we said like yeah. he wasn't playing yeah yeah like, we were exactly. pretty good at that we are and then people's champ of the week Will Zalatoris, I mean, I feel like we, we said all the memes and everything, um, but obviously beyond that, just finishing second in his first Masters, like pretty crazy. And nice little payday there. Uh, he, yeah, I read exactly. this stat. It was like Will Zalatoris' like career earnings like in every event, and it was like close to a million dollars. Maybe I was going to say, what do you win? Like and one then, million four thousand or something. Yeah, like and that. then it was like it was Al Torres's winnings in the Master, and it was like more than that. So it was yeah, it was just over a million. Dub- which doubled is- his uh, his earnings there exactly. And then stat of the week. You want to do this one? Yeah, sure. So stat of the week. I heard this one um, on Sunday. Jordan Spieth is the first person in the history of the Masters to birdie number ten all four days. In the history of the Masters, no one's ever done that. Which is like hole ten's not even like a crazy, like hard hole. Like you just get it down the hill, and then like I'm not. I'm not saying like like it's hard to birdie a hole all four days. I guess so. I don't know how many. But like I'm, I, I, well, I was so surprised like when they said no one has ever done that. Like yeah, that's that's the more thing. It's like ever is like the more surprising thing. I'd like to know like what other holes people have done that or like if they haven't i mean i'm sure almost every other hole like there's been maybe not every other hole but like a lot of the other holes there's been somebody who's birdied i mean the par fives for sure oh yeah yeah so i don't know that's interesting though um so let's get into skins for our favorite uh one of our favorite tournaments the rbc heritage uh but first we'll get a little word from roback i mean you're wearing the roback shirt they they fit so well just like in general like and but at the same time they're like very stretchy it's not like doesn't feel too nice they're tight on you but in a good way they're they're light they're like light fit like you don't feel like you're wearing this like heavy shirt like it's perfect for summer golf yeah and then my for my birthday um which was yesterday i uh got a rowback um like hoodie and the new hoodies let me tell you the new hoodies are like actually so nice i put this thing on the rowbacks like right on the the logos like right on the shoulder it's kind of like you don't see that a lot i feel like with with logos and sweatshirts very nice touch and just in general it's like the perfect like like nighttime walking on the beach like exactly you said yeah or like early morning golf if you uh if you are so inclined to be part of the hoodie gang for golf because it is it's a golf brand so i feel like you could wear that on the golf course right so um so yeah go to the link in our bio um on instagram at the pen high pod and it's in the link tree which is add it to your cart and you'll see it yeah 20 or is it 15 percent off it's 15 percent 15 percent off still i mean the the hoodie is like you know i forget how much money it is but 15 percent off pretty good deal and it's a nice hoodie it's gonna be in my arsenal a lot uh so let's get into the course preview skins all right so the course preview so this week we have the rbc heritage at harbor town golf links in hilton head south carolina of course that that we know well um we've played there i've played there twice actually um pete die design so it's going to be a little bit shorter but it's definitely a, a tough test for some people 
Um, 7,100 yards, par 71. There's only three par fives on the course, number two, number five, and number 15. And those are going to be the three easiest um, holes. So um, definitely want to score well in the par fives. Uh, there's going to be some high rough, and I could attest to that, small greens, um, a lot of run areas at the front and the back of each green, you know, classic Pete die bunkers kind of surround a lot of them. Pat, Pat knows that one. Well, on the ah, 18th, especially yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> one of the, one of the tightest courses on the PGA tour, actually, there's a lot of trees and stuff that align, um, align the fairways and, you know, someone like Bryson, who's not actually playing this week. He, he pulled out, uh, can't really cut a corner. So definitely tough there. Trees will block a lot of approaches. Signature hole number 18, actually the longest fairway or like widest fairway on the PGA Tour. Um, the first shot, you kind of just play two shots of the, over the coastline. First shot, like 280 to 300 yards and then 170 into the green. And you're playing right into the lighthouse at Harbor Town that you can see in the background here um, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, other than that, key stats, driving accuracy. You want to keep in the fairway this week. Like I said, there's a lot of trees and stuff, so... If you, if you end up right or left, you're going to be punching out or you're going to be out of bounds. Uh, stroke gain or ball striking is always important. Stro stroke gain approach, obviously, is a big stat everywhere, um, especially here. And stroke gain putting. Greens greens aren't that fast, but they could be tricky. Um, classic Pete die. Greens with levels. So those are some stats to watch out for. Um, some of the past winners, Webb Simpson won last year. Um, I think that was actually one of our first winner picks on the podcast. Yeah, it was. Maybe, maybe it was our second. Um, our first one was, I think, uh, Daniel Berger the week before. Daniel right? Berger, yeah. Yeah. Um, CT Pan 2019, Satoshi Kodiara. So I think that, that's a Japanese golfer right there um, that we couldn't couldn't think of. Yeah. Uh, Wesley Bryan, Brandon Grace, Jim Fierick, Matt Kuchar. So not not a lot of lawn hitters there, um, but guys who keep it in guys the fairways and yeah. ball strike well. So definitely something to watch out for this week. Okay, so Trevor's not here for DraftKings this week, but we'll we'll throw in something for him for for bets just to uh, you know, for for his place. I'll start for for DraftKings though. For my first pick, I got Shane Lowry 8500. Uh he's T3 here in 2019, which is like that tournament was actually in April, so the course might be playing a little different from um like it, may, it will be playing the same as then, than like last year, as but as opposed to last year, which was in like June, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, he's really, he's pretty good right now. He's eighth at the players, twenty one at the Masters, pretty efficient off the tee. He's thirty fifth and in, in, um strokes gain off the tee and thirty three thirty third tee to green. Um, I like him. Yeah, that's a good uh good pick. Um, my first pick, I'm going to go with Harris English. He's 8,400 this week, which is a little bit high, but he's kind of rounding back in the form after a stretch of bad golf. He was T21 last week, T26 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, which was like the last tournament he played before this. Um, he's 36 in driving accuracy, 35th in strokes game putting. He's 10th in par five scoring, which is pretty important this week. Uh, and he's rounding back into form, like I said, and I feel like he played pretty well at this course. And then my second pick, I'm going to go with Michael Thompson. He's 7,200. He had T34 at the Masters last week, as well as 19th at the Honda Classic before that. Uh, he finished 8th here last year, 10th in 2019, 20th in 2012, which is a while ago, but still pretty good at Harbor Town. He's 20th in driving accuracy. I feel like he's kind of like one of those low-key course horses, so um, yeah. 7,200 is very good value. That is good. That. Um, my, my low pick is like kind of just 
I'm I'm going with Carlos Ortiz. He's seventy four hundred. I just want him to uh you know, I I want I want this this reverse jinx. I want to take advantage of it for once because I feel like we haven't been taking advantage of the who's not um jinx. So I, I think he's gonna have a turnaround week seven at seventy four hundred for what he is capable of doing. I like it. He's a good ball striker. Honestly, kind of fits this course. I will say for for the the week after the Masters, the field is pretty good this week. It's usually the, not as like great, but we, we didn't really touch upon that. But you got Webb Simpson, who obviously won last year. Um, Dustin Johnson's an RBC uh, sponsor, I guess. So he always plays in this. Patrick Cantlay, um, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Colin Morikawa, Tyro Hatton, Daniel Berger, Cameron Smith, our guy Will Zalatoris, Paul Casey, Corey Connors. I mean, you have a good field this week. I think what you saw happen... Um last year was when the guys came they kind of figured out that they really liked this course not because like maybe some, there's a lot of guys who played in the tournament last year who had one hadn't traditionally played in it um because it's usually right after the masters and last year it was just kind of at the very beginning of the schedule uh from the return of from the like pandemic mm-hmm. uh and yeah i feel like they they realized they really liked this course so and it's in hilton head south Carolina, I feel like a pretty nice area. So yeah, definitely. Um, you can start with bets, or do yeah. we want to just give Trev's bets real quick? Yeah. So I, I just got a text from Trev. He says he likes Abraham answer this week, but we're gonna. We're, he also likes Webb Simpson, so his winner is gonna be Webb Simpson plus eleven hundred. Um, and his best bet is gonna be Abraham answer top thirty minus one ten. Um, that's pretty good value. So, and two skins are yeah, on the line this I week. Like minus one twenty five is our cutoff. Just just put that in there. Um, and then uh, how about you my, go first for this? My one? winners, yeah. So last week I had John Rom, who finished T5, um, kind of low key, and uh, Will Zalatoris, top de- debutant, yeah, he finished second. I mean, Robert McIntyre had a good week, um, and he actually finished in the top 12 or something or top 15, so he actually gets to go back to the Masters next year, which was I don't know if you saw that video, mm-hmm. but that's pretty cool. Um, so my winner this week. I'm going to go Paul Casey plus 2,300. 20, now I have kind of a hunch of him. So last week didn't really play that well the first three rounds, but he he played well enough to make the cut. Um, fourth round, he obviously wasn't really in it. I think he was a couple over going into the round. So um, he decided to make a change, and that change was to start putting co- cross grip. Started putting cross grip, and um, from what I saw, he was just banging putts left and right. And like Obviously, he's a great ball striker. Um, he's 17th in strokes gain approach. Uh, and he ended up going three under in the round. He was top 20 in the field in putting in round four. His ball striking has always been great. Now, if his putting is going to be good. So if he goes cross grip this week, I hope he does. I mean, I think he's going to win. So that's kind of my hunch with Paul Casey. If he if he puts well, he's always going to win. I'm probably going to hop on that train. Win. I mean, that that's yeah. just something I saw. Um, definitely want to take advantage of that. Now, my best bet, I'm going to go with Brian Harmon, top 30. He's had a very good stretch of golf recently um, due to a hot putter and pretty solid ball striking. I feel like this course fits his game pretty well. Obviously, he's not the longest hitter. He's actually one of the shorter hitters on tour, but that doesn't really matter here. He finished top 30 in three of the last four times he's played Harbor Town, and obviously, he's coming off a couple of good weeks in a row. So, Brian Harmon, top 30. That's another one I like. Brian Harmon's honestly one of my like. I, I'd say he's like my top like. He's like my favorite non like big guy. 
if that makes sense. I love the like the like when people tweet about him who don't really know golf because he looks like, like Popeye. Yeah, no, but it's like, oh, he looks like he's 15 and third and like 60 at the same time, but yeah. like never in between. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so my winner this week's Tyrrell Haddon plus uh, 2200. He's a really accurate driver of the ball. I mean, also he's uh, 10th in strokes, strokes gain approach. He was T3 here last year. So he's one of the, and I think the year before he didn't even play. So kind of think he figured out um, he liked this course. I think it could be something interesting to look at. Tyrrell Haddon uh, plus 2200. And then my best bet was going to be Kucher top 40 at minus 120 because he's just like pretty good here. But you talk about hidden fairways. You talk about pretty good ball striking on top of that, which like is not something like that always goes hand in hand. Um, Kisner top top 40 minus 110. I don't know. I, I, I have a good feeling about this one. I think he could actually even potentially like contend. Yeah, I mean. I feel like when you take distance out of play at a lot of these courses, Kisner's kind of always up there. So yeah, I feel like I, I mean, I always go as far as to say like I'm on my own. I'm gonna like maybe take like a top ten for Kisner, just with some value. Yeah, I mean, why not? But top forty for this because I want to win because I have zero skins. <laughs> right. It's Dude, so you, ridiculous. You I have zero skins. skins. I, yeah, yeah, it is tough. I mean. You just really need to win one of those like five skins weeks because I feel like a lot of the times two of these bets hit. So like they yeah. just keep carrying over. You need one of those five skins where like exactly. it's plus money and you you got one. Exactly. Um with that being said, first round leader, first week that first round leader is not something that anyone picked, which is which is good. Put this in last night. Corey Connors plus four thousand. Feel like he's always a good starter, great ball striker, keeps it in play. I like that a lot, actually. And he he was really good here last year. I think last year here uh, was kind of the time where we first kind of started to look at Corey Connors as an actual like good PGA Tour player. Yeah, I mean he he is. I mean, obviously his putter needs to get a little bit putting needs to get a little bit better. Um, he didn't dude, have a Sunday. Great yeah, Sunday, dude. He was hitting the par fives and two, and then three putting. He did it twice. Yeah, it sucks. I mean. The putting, if the putting gets there, which I think it will at some point. I mean, if that's the only thing you really need to work on is ball striking has been good forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, watch out. I won 50 bucks on Corey Connors this weekend. Had had $10 on him to finish top 10. Pretty solid. Pretty good. Yeah. You you were holding on to that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was, dude, it, it came down to the wire too. Yeah. I mean. He birdied 18, but. Um, he didn't need to, but it was, it was, it was, it was looking shaky there. Cause he, he was like three over on the round or something. Unfortunately, like that. I had Cameron Smith top five. He ended up T10, but like there was a moment had, in time where I was like, he was seventh or something. And I was like, oh my, I might, I might get this. I had a uh, him top 20 and I also had Scheffler top 20 and Scheffler barely snuck in. He birdied the 18th to finish top 20. So those were, those were some nice hits, but, uh, Tyler Strafasi, uh, top 10 was not a good bet <laughs> i don't know why you uh, it was yeah, it was like 15 to 1 i was just like you know what no it was top 20 like an amateur top usually, 20 an am usually plays well in the, in the exactly Masters, is what you said but like there was only three m's this year so it was 15 to 1 and it was only it was top 20 not 10 so like i don't know i just felt like it was possible all you would have had to do is play is play is shoot one under which he came nowhere close to doing but 
I was say, did the, did the three amateurs finish? In the they final? all got cut. Yeah, well, in the last three places, though. Uh, I don't Maybe know. Sung M was really bad. Well, Sanjay M had one really bad hole. And I yeah. think he made a 10 on, on one of the holes. So, um, so let's get in the clubhouse. What do we want to do this week? Um, we got options. We'll leave guess where for when there's three of us. We could do birdies and bogeys. Yeah, bring it back for 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 one for one week. I feel like yeah, I feel like we, might need, to, we might need to bring it back next week just to hear Trev's story. But um, yeah, because his yeah, we'll just we'll hold off on him because his bogey is gonna be pretty interesting. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, you want to go first? Yeah, sure. I'll go with a birdie. Um, I'll I'll bring it out right now. I got quite the nice little little gift. Uh from like my parents from Titleist. Right. It was it was past birthday yesterday. So <laughs> sorry, my my mic fell. Just uh, just some bad radio right here. Yeah, awful. <laughs> this mic is, is is okay, there we go. So I don't know if you're watching on, on YouTube, probably not because most of our listeners don't come from there. But look at this box. It's like a Pro V1 like box. So it's like loyalty rewarded. Don't know. Don't really know what that means, but four dozen, four dozen ones. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, what?" I didn't even know this existed. So I'll talk, lose talk more in- into the mic, Pat. <laughs> oh, I'll lose. I'll lose these in about uh, two weeks. <laughs> That's kind of so. sick. They must have been getting your Pro Vs for a while too. Yeah, really exactly. I mean, like four, about four or five years probably now that I've been into golf. So yeah, nice little loyalty pack from uh, like reward pack from uh, Titleist. You'd think it was like FIFA. Um, and then bogey. I played golf this Saturday. Had a nice little foursome at uh, Links at Erie Village in upstate New York. I lost like a million balls. I it, I wasn't even hitting the ball that bad. It was just like. I did not I mean, need to be hitting driver on all these holes, but I didn't know. And like, there would just be water where I just didn't know there. Like I could like carry it or, or like, I would hit it too far into the water or something. And it was just, it was bad. I mean, you just got a bunch of balls. So, so there and, you go. And, and I was like, I needed these that day. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm glad I didn't though. I'm glad I didn't have them. <laughs> yeah. Obviously you would have lost them all first yeah. day. That would have sucked. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it sucks. I'll start off with my with my bogey. My bogey. I had a winner bets on everybody who finished second through fifth in the Masters. <laughs> Every single one of the players who finished second through fifth, I had a winner bet on at some point, um, which is kind of annoying. The only person I didn't. I had, I had something winner. like that, honestly. Yeah, like, I had I had Zalatoris, I had Shafi, I had Spieth, I had John Rom. Like. <laughs> I mean, John Rom never actually really had a chance, but no, but like I had him before the tournament, and he mm-hmm. still finished fifth. Like if he if he played better the first couple of days, just throw top five bad. bets on all those guys, and you made a and you would have made a lot of money. I know, right? Especially Will Zalatoris, mm-hmm. um, probably would have made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, birdie of the week. I think I'm playing golf this weekend again for the for the second time this semester. So good to get you back might play out golf there, today. It's the weather. I like can't play today. I don't know. I have the problem. The problem about you, like you could go play golf for free, right? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I have to pay like at least, at least $60 to play golf. 
around here. I paid, I paid 50 on, on Saturday, which was like, yeah, that's like, fun. It's like, it was a nice course. Like upstate New York golf doesn't cost a lot of money. Um, oh, it's 63 and sunny today. I haven't been outside yet, but uh, maybe I'll, here. maybe, maybe I'll play some golf today. Test out I mean, some yeah, OB1s. I, have to, I have to pay like at least 60, usually more than, more than 70 just to play golf around here. And I have to get a tee time on like Wednesday. <laughs> Just yeah. to play on Saturday, so it sucks. But Syracuse University's got that prestigious Drumlins Country Club that is. I mean, was, wasn't the it best eighteenth hole in golf featured on a uh, on Tiger Woods's like Instagram or something? It was. It was featured on Tiger Woods's Instagram somehow. The eighteenth. The eighteenth hole is a uh, one hundred ninety yard par three that plays one hundred and forty five yards because <laughs> it's straight downhill and off it's a off mat. a mat. So it that straight, stands on right? concrete. <laughs> One of the harder golf shots, like it's not easy by any means. Cause if you miss, like I hit a I, like I'll hit like a nine iron, like sometimes, but I think it's a pitch P wedge now because like sometimes there's wind up there and like it gets really caught up in the wind. Cause like we're so high up and it just starts flying or it's, it's killed. It's, it's, it's one of the hardest. And I mean, we talked about it with, uh, the corn fairy guy, Dan McCarthy, we had on, he, he, uh, used to hit drivers off top of there just for fun. Um, yeah, great, great course. Always have a, have a place in my heart, <laughs> but right. yeah. What else, what else we got? I think that's it. Um, yeah. Excited for the RBC heritage this week. Actually. I like, yeah, watching, I like watching, I like channel. watching courses that like, I know that I've, I, that I've played. Yeah, I'd like to play it. You played it more recently than I have. You played it again. Yeah, I like to play I, it again. Honestly, I didn't play my best the two times I played there. I played like pretty crappy the last time I played there. I didn't pay too close of attention to all the holes. I was just kind of having fun. Um, so, and I wasn't. I feel like we weren't. At least I wasn't as into golf at the time. Like into golf, like golf courses and stuff. Mm. It was just kind of more fun to play golf at the time. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see it. I know all the holes pretty well at this point. I mean, to put in perspective how well I played the last time I played, um, 18th is the the widest fairway on the PGA Tour, and I was in the right rough. <laughs> so I think I missed the fairway when we played too. So that was back when I was Patty Patty Loopy Slice. But yeah, I don't even know what we have next week. Um, I don't think it's good. I'm pretty sure. I think I was looking at the schedule, and it's just like I think we're almost pretty much done with the good stretch of golf. Um, I'm looking it up now. Zurich. Zurich. Oh, the Zurich. Okay. Yeah. No, not a good tournament. <laughs> That's EPCA a team at, event. Uh, Louisiana. Yeah. I think, isn't that a team event? Might be. Yeah. With the walk up songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that so that'll be, be interesting. We should, have a, we should have an interesting podcast next week. Yeah. It'll be, <laughs> it'll be fun. But uh, yeah, we'll see you next week for that. Enjoy the RBC Heritage at Harbortown Golf Links. Mm-hmm.